Welcome, everybody, to Sailor Moon Says, a podcast dedicated to the world of Sailor Moon through the deep dub. I am your host, Ramses, and with me, of course, is Conrad Furry. That would be me today. Just today, though. Yeah, next time, next time, next, next time you're going to be replaced by Zoysite. We established that I basically am Zoysite at this point. Like, That's a joke! It's going to be you in a Zoysite wig. Oh no! Oh no! Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> someone get someone get Photoshop and just just draw like the, the furry avatar of oh, Comrade Furry with 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 um uh, with Zoysite's hair. I, oh, I just no. I need I need it in my life. I mean, I would gladly accept the fan art, but oh my god, that would be hilarious. Oh no! Of course, yeah. I Zoysite is honestly my like w- when I was a kid, I always thought that I really liked uh, Malachi the most. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, Kunzite. Sorry, I was yeah. trying to think of his Japanese name. Uh, but yeah, Ma- I really, really liked Malachi, and I think it's because I was a little gaybo, and I was like, oh, he's a pretty man. But then, like, I was like, wait, if I want to be with Malachi, that makes me Zoysite. I'm okay with this. <laughs> mm, okay. I mean, once we get to the whole cross dressing part, maybe I might have a little bit more of a problem, but right now I'm totally fine with it. We'll cross that bridge when it comes time, <laughs> as I always say. So, yeah, um, if this is your first time listening, thank you for listening. And if you're listening to us on any any, pod, any podcasting platform, please give us a like. Please give us, like, the 5, 10, 25, 35, whatever star reviews you can give us. Um, and leave a review. You know, we, we really would appreciate it. So if, wherever you're listening to us, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we're on there. And... If you can't, guess what? We just we just launched a new website. Um, there should be a link onto the website for those of you who don't have access to like listening to the show like through traditional mm-hmm. means. So if you're wondering how to like listen to the show, that is was one perfect way to listen to the show. I'll post a link onto it because it's a Tumblr and I completely forgot the address. Right. <laughs> yeah. If, so it's remember if you listen to us on iTunes, if you listen to us on Spotify, if you listen to us on any of those platforms, if I drove by your house with a loudspeaker playing this out, just give us a like, okay? Yeah. If, if, yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to if you're listening to it out loud, if you throw something at that counts as a like. <laughs> yeah. Preferably money, but I mean, like whatever. Yeah. Like, also, too, like just I just got I just rung up the address. It, I just rung up the address. It is at SM says with a Z pod. All one word dot tumblr dot com. Again, the address is s m s e z p o d dot tumblr dot com. So well, there will be a link to it on the show description if you are so inclined. All right, then, my good man. We 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 parlayed. And, I'm using that. I'm using my ten dollar words again. <laughs> parlayed, parfaid. So, we parfaid yeah. It. But regardless, we got we got we 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 don't want to waste too much time. Like you know, I want, want us, we want to like get we want to get us started here. So why don't we get into the episode discussion and you know what's 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 get on with the yucks? All right. So um, I want to do a brief description. Um, some of the feedback has been that uh, 
we kind of jump into ripping on the episodes a little quickly and don't mm-hmm. necessarily explain the plot. Uh, so let me go ahead and do a brief description. So I'll just do it as we bring them up. The first one that we're covering today is episode 21. That is Jupiter comes thundering in. Uh, this title is pretty self-explanatory. Um, a new girl transfers to Serena's high school. This is implied to be pretty much directly after Nef- the the previous episode where Neflite died. So a new girl transfers to Serena's high school. She has a pretty bad reputation of getting into fights and stuff like that. And she actually ends up saving Serena when she bumped in bumps into some criminal um, kind of street gang looking dudes outside. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of lets Serena see that she's not all that bad of a person and she decides to be her friend. And um, it's basically the only one that treats her like a human being <laughs> at high school. Uh, mm-hmm. On the other side of the spectrum, we have Zoisai basically getting a promotion and becoming the new general that's going to be accosting the Sailor Scouts on a weekly basis now. And she is given a crystal that looks suspiciously like the crystal Netflight had, but it's a different crystal, I swear. Um, but this one is going to help her track down the Shadow Warriors that have the rainbow crystals trapped in them. We get a pretty quick explanation that these are the seven strongest warriors in the Negaverse, or at least were at the time of the invasion on the moon all those t- years ago. And um, Zoisite's new task is to find all of these crystals so that they can get their super-powered Imperium Silver Crystal back, and so they can have their warriors back. These crystals were reincarnated along with, or sorry, the monsters were reincarnated along with everything else from the Moon Kingdom. And so now these crystals and monsters reside in regular people scattered throughout Tokyo. Um, We cut back to Sailor Moon with, uh, sorry, Serena with Lita. And they are, uh, they run into a guy named Game Machine Joe, who happens to be our first crystal holder. They decide that they're going to follow him around because Lita thinks that he's cute, which is my favorite plot line that could happen. Um, mm-hmm. Very realistic, and I don't mean that sarcastically at all. Um, they find out that he is actually one of these shadow warriors, and we find out that Lita is actually Sailor Jupiter, and we get our fourth team member finally after a pretty long stretch of just having the main three that we've had up until this point. And that kind of sums up the first episode. We can kind of pick it apart uh, to volley it back over to you. What were what were some things that stuck out with this episode for you, Ramses? Between, um, between Lita and Serena was with a couple of thugs. And they were like legit like thugs I would beat up in, in a Yakuza game. <laughs> like, like straight up like, oh my God, like this is like some serious bullshit right here. I was expect- like, I was expecting like, oh my God, where's Majima when you need him? <laughs> but um yeah i mean also too it's like you know they kind of they kind of low they kind of low they kind of low-key played a lot of like the like yeah i mean we can we can interpret it as such but i, I wrote down here my notes that the lesbian overtones it, it the lesbian overtones are kind of hard i kind of like not hard but they're kind of um they're, they're there and they're very obvious but when she first sees um lita she says like she has like this big old flowery like you know like what like when you get enamored by someone and her response in the dub is wow she has good earrings <laughs> she's beautiful earrings yeah I'm like Serena. like yeah you're, you're, you're we we know we know we know what you're we know what you're really talking about wink wink nudge nudge and hey. sec- 
<laughs> she loves Darian. Okay. Well, not yet, but not she yet. will. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to that like in a couple of episodes. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, Screen Barrel appears and Queen Barrel's out there. She's a they're Nega Force they're Nega Force HQ and they're like, um, it looks more HR Gager than usual. I don't know why I wrote that down. Maybe because I was looking at it, it's like, oh wow, they kind of like up the budget on this episode. Well, they made go on. Can, I was gonna say, can I say that the voice actress for Queen Barrel was like acting for the Emmys with this episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> Where she was Because she was talking to um, what eventually is going to be found out to be Metallia, but uh, right, they're calling it the Negaforce. I can't remember if the dub ever uses Metallia or not, but it's like no. it's like the benevolent evil power thing. And she's like, I've come to seek your wisdom. That's why. <laughs> yes. Like, she was talking to that. It was like this big pulsating thing that looked like an HR Gager like, right? like monster. That's why I wrote it down. Okay. And she everything she says, she says with conviction like this. I was like, oh, they better have paid her. <laughs> like they better have they paid must her. have have. But also too, like also too, she was kind of like not subdued, but she was like in earlier episodes, like you can tell, like, you know, she was just giving orders and that's it. So I'm pretty sure the, the voice actress was like, oh, my God, thank you. I can actually like, act my ass off and do something <laughs> else other than just bark orders at people. And you yeah. can tell, like, they're, they're, giving, they're giving you a little bit more to do as, as the episodes go on. We can see her a little bit more. She's being a little bit more confrontational with, with her generals. And she's also being a little bit more, you know, she's also being kind of like, you know, talking a little bit more with them as well. So it's like, like, like before, I think, like, either because of time or because, like, that's how, that's how it was in the animation beforehand. They really didn't really give her much to do. But now that they're seeing a little bit more, more with her, to, now that we're seeing her do a little bit more, that's when um we see a little bit more, more of like a little more of a lively thing happening with the voice actors. So props to them. Um, it was it was also kind of weird though. Before we move on from that part, um, so just knowing what I know about the show about the I guess you could say actual plot line, quote unquote, it was very jarring because I don't remember Beryl being the actual big bad of the negaverse in the japanese version she's not and the japanese version metallia is the actual big bad and you I, I know that you actually see her like bow before her because metallia is like the the actual e big evil but in this metallia slash the negaforce calls her queen and talks about how powerful she is and how she's going to rule and all this stuff. So I can't remember if this was like a fake out and you find out later, or if the dub just completely changed that. Cause that's a, a very weird thing to change, but you know, I guess they just wanted to keep it a little bit more simple for kids. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Like I, I always been under the impression that she's like, she's the avatar. She's like the person that, 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 that does all the things. And then, like, eventually, like, we eventually figure out, oh, wait, there's actually someone else bigger than her that's actually in, kind of in charge of all of this. Yeah, but, but, but she still calls her queen, which is weird. Mm, true. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and I find it, I find it, again, I find it all hilarious that, like, all these seven people are all conveniently, con all, are all conveniently in Japan. It's all in one place. So like, devil's advocate for that. Oh. <laughs> Go for it. it, it I mean, I would think that Queen Serenity would have done that on purpose, put them all in a, a the same area on purpose in case they started to reawaken like this, and that there wouldn't be like the Negaverse is like you know attacking North America and Serena, fourteen year old Japanese girl, is stuck in Tokyo and the world ends because she can't catch a flight to the United States. Like that that was how I assumed 
Because, yeah, it, it is kind of one of those like cliche things that like, oh, they keep attacking Tokyo. But it's like you find out later that the the uh, Queen Serenity back in back in the Silver Millennium era reset the world and made everybody reborn. So she probably specifically chose them to be reborn there. But also this is me like hyper analyzing Sailor Moon like I have been for the past 20 years. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we would. I, I really can't give you a I can't give you an answer on that also. So. Yeah. So, um, I'm going on like, like I, I was surprised too. It's like you know, well, eventually a little bit afterwards, we get to see Luna gives um, gives like well, I don't know what I forgot what's called in English, but they, they give us they give her the moon stick, and mm-hmm. and I just wrote down here a few months in, and we already got new toys for everybody. I think it was the moon rod. I think it was yeah, the moon rod. I think. So. But the thing was, I was like, I like it. Like it, there was like no um. There, there was like no fanfare, no nothing. It's like, yeah, here, take this. Like, yeah, she just kicked out another toy. <laughs> yeah, like, and the thing is, it's a, it's an important item. That's that's the strange part. It's a very important item going forward, but they kind of just kind of like, yeah, here, take this. You're gonna need it. I'm like, okay. And and to be fair, like, not not to like skip ahead too much, but put a pin in this because in another episode that we're gonna be talking about here in a little bit. Serena doesn't realize the importance of the rod, and it probably is because she just unceremoniously had it dropped on her in this episode. <sighs> That's <Anyway. laughs> actually makes a lot of sense now that I'm, now, now that you now that you mentioned it. So yeah, we'll put a we'll put a pin on that because like I like now that I because I wrote something down about that, but now you say that huh, now now we're kind of we're kind of coming full circle on this. So thanks, Luna. One thing that I've noticed watching this back, so um, a a little bit of uh, deep lore. For those who read um, Tuxedo Unmasked, who I'm still praying will answer our prayers and be on the podcast one day, but he also lives in Japan, so that's going to be a logistical nightmare um, to schedule. But anyway, uh, if he does agree, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is he had this piece called Why Why Did They Call Sailor Moon the Mother um mother of the earth or mother of all like something in in the japanese version they refer to her as mother um and not in like the hip gay lingo way like an actual mother and it's because um like it's explained through there because like she's meant to be the embodiment of kindness and the embodiment of caring about people and i think that these episodes is where that really starts to show like really starts to shine through because, for instance, she's the only one that doesn't give a shit about Lita's reputation. Like, yeah, she's probably coaxed along by the food a little bit. But even after they were done having lunch, she was like, hey, you seem like a nice person. I don't think the rumors about you are true. And if they are, they're really exaggerated. Let's go to the arcade and play video games. Like, She treated her like an actual person. And that's like a recurring theme throughout. Like in the next episode, there's another example that I'll bring up. Um, when we get to talk to talking about that one, about how I think that a lot of um, Serena's actions seem immature, but really they're coming from a place of like the most pure form of kindness that exists. And I, it just it drives me crazy being able to see it now because I didn't see it when I was younger and rewatching it now with the context in my head that Naoko Takuchi always wanted Sailor Moon to be or Usagi, or whatever you want to call her, to be like the embodiment of love and kindness. And you can just see that so often now. It's just, it's it's kind of laughable that I didn't see it before with how many examples there are. But this is definitely one of the more prominent examples that, you know, Leah was, like, Japanese society 
like is does not look kindly on to um what would you call it like street people like street thugs like uh, delinquents delinquents yeah it's because it's it's not really the same when you say street thugs like that has kind of a weird gross connotation in the united states but like yeah delinquents like like kids that are like running around on bikes and causing mm-hmm. trouble and beating people up like the they're super negative connotation to that so when she had that reputation coming in like there's a reason why nobody was talking to her it wasn't just because she was because the dub kind of played it off like she was kind of a bully or she was like had the the um reputation of being a bully but really it was more she had the reputation of being like a, a delinquent and yeah Serena just didn't care and she was like she she helped me out before she makes good food how can she be a bad person and she's right like <laughs> she ended up being right uh but I just I love that about Serena sorry to get sidetracked there but that just while we were on that that brain wave I just thought I would jump in with that anyway no and you, you're you're correct because like yeah it is kind of a hard concept to really grasp especially in like especially for an American Cause like you know that that kind of that kind of that kind of cultural that, that kind of like you know culture of like banchos and like you know and the sukobans and stuff like that is a very it's like it's a, it's a very it's a very Japanese thing and for and it's such a and it's such a weird cultural difference that it wouldn't make sense in American but you know in Japanese it's like it makes perfect sense so like when you have that when you have that kind of attitude prevalent you know this like this scary little sukoban. That you know you're that you're not aware of like you know that like that this really tough girl like you don't know where she, that where she's from you know and then and then eventually you know she warms up and she kind of like uh, like lets her guard down she and she kind of like becomes you know be kind of like oh you know she's actually a nice person she just like mm-hmm. that's just the way they chose that's just like the way unfortunately that's how that's so that's like you know in the manga and I think like in the anime in the Japanese version they kind of they kind of they kind of address like why are you wearing, why are you not wearing the uniform that that, that they gave you it's like I unfortunately the uniforms are just too small for me I gotta wear this I'm, I'm sorry mm-hmm. because and and we when you realize that when you under, when you realize why when why, why everyone's being out of concern it's because like she dressed like it's very baggy and very long and it's like it's something that a sukuban would wear and mm-hmm. it's it's something that you know that that would bring up concerns, and I was like, "Are you are you with a are you with a, with a gang?" So it's like you know it's like so like wearing like she like people were kind of concerned like it's like t- that she was wearing kind of like gang colors. But no, I can't find anything to fit. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's just a tall lady. Yeah, but you know, yeah, she she like I, I do appreciate that you know she fends for herself and like you know yeah they interpreted like you know she gets into a lot of fights, but you know. Well, it's and it, this is and this is less of a deep thing, and this is more like cinema in general. I love the fact that like. The thing about Lita and Makoto is that the thing I love about her is that she may be tough, but she's but she's so kind and caring. Mm-hmm. And when and when and that when you mentioned something earlier about Usagi and Serena being this kind of character that like you know that brings that out that she doesn't care like about someone's reputation, you know she can see. And it's the same thing with Amy and the same thing with Ray. Um, that Serena you know brings out those positive qualities that are kind of like hidden in them. Yeah, mm-hmm. she might. She like on the outside, she may look like this delinquent, but in reality, she's this incredible cook. She's she's an incredible fighter. You know, she she's a very kind, and well well natured person. Even though, like at the beginning, I wrote down here, holy shit! Like, stop, stop talking about your boyfriends for God's sakes. <laughs> she's really loyal too to her friends. Like she's exactly very her friends. So it's like you know, like she's like if there's like a solid number two character I really love from the series, it would be it would be Makoto. 
and Sashlita with like you know and Minako like both of them like both of them kind of ducking for second place like they'd be tied for me. I really like both of them, but like of course for me because like I felt the same because I felt like as time went on like I, it would my for me it would be Usagi that would be my, like my main that would be like my character of choice. But if you're asking like what my solo number two, it it would it would be Makoto. Um, <laughs> Mina is my favorite by far. <laughs> that's okay. I feel very connected to her in the fact yeah. that. I pretend to be very cool and collected, but really I'm just an idiot. <laughs> You're not an idiot. You're not an idiot. Not a complete one. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like um uh, let's move let's move on from that. Yeah. Uh, this, this uh this particular episode was uh we talked about it in I think maybe our very first episode. Uh, or maybe one of the ones, one of the first couple episodes. This was one of those VHS episodes that I had, where because um, if you if you hadn't caught that episode, basically Deke was releasing select episodes onto VHS because back in the day the anime market wasn't strong enough um, for them to release full seasons, and it was really rare for any show to get full seasons back in the VHS days. Anyway, like it wasn't super common, so you would have like best of. And this was on one of them. So this was one of the episodes that I watched a lot. And when I say that every single time that I go to like an arcade and I play a crane game, I don't subconsciously put my hand on on the glass and be like, come on, float so I can get you toy. Like I, I, I'm almost 32 years old and I do that every single time I play a crane game like this. That particular scene is just stuck with me forever. Because you find out that uh, Game Machine Joe, um, it, it's implied that most, if not all, of the Rainbow Warrior people um, in their civilian forms have some kind of powers that manifest. Um, but M Game Machine Joe has like levitation powers, and he uses them to win toys from Crane Game Machines, and then he donates them to kids, which is it's really cute. Um, but he because of the because he cheats to do it, he doesn't like to get close to people because he's afraid that people will find out that he's, you know, using special like psychic powers to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. And people will think that he's a freak. So he keeps away from everybody, but of course that doesn't stop Lita because Lita, what thinks he's cute. Of course, mm -hmm. <laughs> because um, that'll be a recurring theme um, for a while where Lita just runs into guys that she's her, her catchphrase for a long time was he looks like my old boyfriend. And um, yeah, apparently she's dated a lot of guys because every guy looks like her old boyfriend. I, also, uh, I wrote down here, like I wrote down here, her ex boyfriend senses tingled when she saw us when she saw um <laughs> when she saw Arcade Joe. Yeah, he and his design for a monster because essentially Zoisite shows up and chases after him, and you know Lita kind of sort of saves him, and then um, he gets turned into a monster, of course, and then yada yada. But his monster design is one of my favorites. Actually, his and the next episode's monster design are two of my favorites from season one. Uh, number one, because we hardly ever see male monsters of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, Sailor Moon is primarily a shoujo series, so it does feature a lot of female characters. I'm not complaining about that at all. But it is cool when we do occasionally get the like male monsters of the day. And of course, we have like the generals and stuff like that, too. Um, but he looks kind of like... Um, he was giving me like Giver vibes, like like oh, yeah. like cybernetic steampunk Giver, not steampunk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had like he had his claw thing, I believe, right? Yeah, 
big yeah. hammer thing that came out and smashed down. Yeah, because like like they use that they, they use you'd be surprised how much they use those in the games that just like common mooks. Mm-hmm. So it's like that 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 image of that uh, the image of the arcade Joe monster is just like I, imprinted in my brain. Not because I've seen it so much in like the anime, but I've seen it so much in the, in the video games, <laughs> especially since I might be doing a side scroller podcast soon. So it's like I I've seen I've seen that that design so many times in all the side scroller Sailor Moon games. So it's like yeah. it's it, it's so I've seen it I've seen it all over the place. So it's like it, it's all it's also a good looking design. And, and don't get me wrong, it looks like it looks like it does look not only does it give out that that vibe, but it also gives off a vibe of like a Sentai villain, like one of like the like the generals that you would see in those mm-hmm. shows. So I really appreciate that on on that on that level too. So I'm pretty yeah. sure it was the Mook in the RPG too, Sailor Moon Another Story. I think I'm very sure too because I remember playing that not too long ago, but. I would have to look back to the footage, and I would okay, well, I can come back to you on that. Uh, but, don't put yourself in that much pain. <laughs> no, it's actually I actually enjoyed it. I actually I, I didn't I didn't absolutely hate it. Matter of fact, it's like one of the better like it's one of the better games in my opinion to like play like based on an anime. To be honest, the beginning is good and the end is good. The middle where you have to play as all of the different senshi individually is is just pain. Ah, <laughs> When you play games like Final Fantasy VI, it it makes sense. It doesn't make it any less painful. Uh, the only thing so, more painful than that is uh, the Lunar Two boss, where you only had one character, and like it was a character you hadn't used in forever. And if you didn't realize that a boss was around the corner, and you power leveled, you just flatten you. Mm. Beginning of this too. <laughs> but that. um, what was this? so going back? Uh, so going back to so going back to Sailor Moon, um. We also one of the cool things is like again going back to what we were discussing uh an episode with Scarlet is that you can see a little reference to um to Goldfish Warning. They, 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 they I'm pretty sure it's the same director that directed this that directed that that those particular episodes went on then went to direct this this episode and you can see a little bit more references in your in the arcade crane machine game. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. Any more notes? My um, my biggest complaint is that um Jupiter's attack was the wrong name. <laughs> well, she said she said it's Supreme Thunder Crash, and it's supposed to be Jupiter Thunder Crash. And actually, I think in another episode that we covered, uh, she said Jupiter Supreme Thunder instead of Jupiter Thunder Crash. Like it, it's it's weird. Like the naming conventions in this dub are just all over the place. You it know what? Like there was a lot of oversight for the naming convention. You know why? All. You know why? Why? We got a question about that, and, we, and it was actually confirmed by by Corza Moon. The question was: I have a feeling that in episode twenty, this was by by Flex Twelve on Twitter. Like the question was: I get a feeling on episode twenty, Jupiter thundering comes thundering, and it was dubbed early on. Some music cues, some music cues didn't fit with the over what the old ones used prior in prior episodes. Also, Luna sounded a bit off. Also, could explain why Tracy Moore dubbed this episode, seeing as that Terry had already like taken over. Um, I had already like moved on from that. From that, and Corson Moon says yes, that that is correct. Like they dubbed this this episode super early, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure they hadn't finalized the names of like some of the attacks. So it goes back to like we have Soldierite and stuff like that way back in episode one. Soldierite, God, who were they thinking? <laughs> but still, like it, like knowing that, I think I think that kind of like I think knowing that, knowing like when things were recorded, I think. I think that it gives a little more clarity as to like why it's such the, the weird the way the word there's such weird name conventions for some of the moves, 
especially with 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 uh, with, uh, with Jupiter, where it's like she kind of has like four different names for the for same thing twice for the same move. And it's like mm, I think there's I still I think I think they're still trying to I think they're still trying to hammer it out. Yeah, so the thing to have ready on deck before you start recording, though, just just as some friendly professional advice. But like, I, that's what, and that's what, and that's one of the things I'm wondering too. Like, how early was this? Was this early enough where it's like this is the where this was something they showed off to like investors to the point where it's like this was like like it's like um to call back something to another show that we do the same thing Cosmocast. Recently, we saw footage of Guardians of the Cosmos, and uh, not mm-hmm. yeah, Guardians of the Cosmos. Well, let's say Guardians of the Galaxy, but no, that's 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 a complete different. different. That's different. Yes, but um, and and that like it was not supposed. It was not. It was something that we were not supposed to see. It was something that we were, that investors and other people higher up were supposed to see, but to like invest the money, like invest money into the show. So I'm wondering if this was one of those situations where like this, like they showed off this episode to pretty much promote the, to to much sell like to sell the show to like invest to like advertisers like hey check out this show like this is the, this is something. You know this hip new show. Check out all the stuff. Check out all the all the cool animation stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure they chose it because like it has the most action and it chooses a new character and so on and so forth. So I'm pretty sure like oh. it was that 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 must have been why. Like it must it was ran it must have been ran shackled, but again we wouldn't know. Well, also they're they're also recording stuff not necessarily in order. I mean like not a, a lot of shows were just depending on when people are available to record, they might be recording, you know, stuff from mid season before they even do stuff in the beginning of the season, just because that voice actor, that, that person was not ready at the time to, or would not be ready later. You know, it could also be that it's production. is just a weird thing. They just Frankenstein stuff together to make an episode. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, so yeah, we, we get to see we get to see um we get to see Lita. I'll say Luna. This is this is a this is a um this is Lita, and she says like it's the sign it's the sign it's the fourth sign. And it's like no it's it, it's the it's the fourth it's the fourth planet, and, and it's interesting that, that that Luna says that when when her sign when the little sign of Jupiter is like the, it's like a weird four. Yeah, they had to have done that on purpose. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I wrote down here too. Like, I wrote that down. I also wrote down too, like, like because they gave, they gave, um, they, they, like, they, they gave. Well, the, the early week they gave, they gave her the moon, the moon rod. But also too, I was like, do we get to see how the moon rod works too? And also they give, they also give something. They also give the transformation device to the transformation pen to, um, to Lita. And I wrote down here too. New toys. Yay. <laughs> New toys. Yeah, I, I love how of the three. Uh, because obviously, you know, Serena got a big spotlight because she was on her own for a few episodes. But of the three additional uh, Sailor Scouts we've gotten so far, Lita was the least questioning that a cat was talking to her. Like, Amy was very upset by it. Ray was very weirded out by it. Lita said, okay, Jupiter power. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, I mean, also, it's also like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm trying to run my, I'm trying to run my brain here on a lot of these notes. But, um, Keep going, keep going, because like I'm trying to see, like, because I'm wondering if anything else stopped. I know there's a lot of more things I'm missing, but if you have anything else you want to bring up, now would be the good time to do it. Oh, um, one of my favorite voice parts is uh, so before before Jupiter transforms and Zoisite um comes up and turns him into a monster, or actually, it's right before she turns into a monster. She like knocks she knocks Joe down, and uh, Serena's like, "How do you feel?" And she goes. Angry, <laughs> and she like clips over Serena's talking, 
which is funny. Um, I did want to point out that uh, Joe is the red crystal. I believe they go in rainbow order. So I think it's going to be Roy G. Biv uh, going through here, at least based off of these episodes. And it's important to know for the score count that Zoysite is the one that ends up with this crystal because that becomes important later with the power because um spoiler alert this arc doesn't necessarily end once they have all seven of the crystals they do fight and uh try to bargain with each other and get the crystals back from each other for a and while so also too there's a third party also involved as well yeah so i mean yeah but but as far as the score goes right now it's sailor moon zero zoicide one and Beryl will not let you forget the score, so don't worry if you lose track, because Beryl will hold up her bony-ass little fingers to remind you who's got what. <laughs> also, they, 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 they kind of hammer it down to the point. They also hammer it down. I think Luna also is also like hammering at that point. Down, like, you have this many crystals, but they, other people have this many crystals. Like, oh. So yeah. like they, they make sure. But then I get to, I think, that's, I think that's a positive that, they're, that they keep on reminding us. Because, like, you know... I'm a type of person that like you know like I tend to, that tends to like lose track a lot of times. So it's like yeah, yeah, because mm -hmm. like because I I mean yeah I realize because like you're talking to the guy like that didn't realize the that I was wondering there was something off about the way that that Jupiter said her attack, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't realize that they kept on going. So it was like yeah, you're so it's like it's stuff like that. It's like it goes over my head because like either I'm not paying attention. Which I'm always, which I'm usually am, because I'm usually as I'm doing this, I'm I'm taking down notes. I'm always, and whenever they take down notes, it's always a stuff. So from like a scene before, like a couple, something for a couple of seconds later, I, I don't really catch it. So it's just like you know, so I, I so keeping so them repeating the numbers over and over. Well, you might be annoyed by it. I'm actually kind of thankful. <laughs> so yeah. It's not um, that bad. Like they don't go that ham with it, but they do remind you pretty often who's got what. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much about that. That's about it for me. And I'm not looking through all this because, like, you know, other than like seven, like, I wrote down here seven crystals, seven balls. I wonder where they, like, I wonder if that's a coincidence. Um, hmm? were you weren't referencing what I think you're referencing, were you? I was referencing what, it, what you're thinking, referencing. God damn it, Ramsey's. <laughs> there goes all of our sponsor opportunities with that one comment. No, I mean. <laughs> One of these days we're gonna get like I'm gonna like I'm gonna get my my my, my depression medication. And we're gonna wash that piss drum. Oh no! Please. Just like get off all that. Just get out that shit for like one week and just like okay, here's all here's all the here's all here's all the fireball and we're gonna wash that. No, but I was thinking uh, I was thinking you're you were thinking that I was thinking Dragon Ball. <laughs> I definitely wasn't thinking about Dragon Ball exactly. I was like no, but like again, you we're not gonna mention on this show. Or any other show that, that don't don't look up anything that 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 is not that is there's a difference between not safe for work and not safe for life. This is not safe for life. yeah. Do, do not Google Sailor Moon and then Seven Balls. Don't no no just stop no, it. Don't stop, do it. Stop stop stop. Shh, shh. Why don't there, we talk about episode twenty two? <laughs> but no yeah no I was thinking like I like I, well, I don't know what you were thinking. I was thinking I was thinking Dragon Ball. I was like Jesus Christ, dude. We're... But then it gets to like seven is a lucky number anyway, so I'm pretty sure that that's why they used it. Also, too, I was like, you know, seven sounds pretty good. That's good. That's a good number. Well, it's so like someone can be rainbow. uneven. Hmm? It's the rainbow, Ramses. The rainbow has seven colors in it, Ramses. <laughs> why are we just having this revelation for you? Close <laughs> things now, please. Well, well, I, well, I just gonna stare at the. Well, I'm just gonna like stare at the wall and just wonder, like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> 
I wonder why there's seven of these rainbow crystals. <laughs> I was curious. Okay, okay. I'm seven of them. That's a reference to something. Yeah, it's a reference to how many stuff. It's reference to Mariah Elizabeth, okay? <laughs> no, it's actually that she believes in the six color rainbow. Don't tell her about this show. <laughs> She does not believe in indigo, so we can't, we can't tell Mariah Elizabeth about this. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. Anyway, so then there's episode 22. <laughs> um, so, let's uh, so, close things off. Close things off with this episode. Good. Or, it's it's good. good. I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. Like, you know, there's some there's some um weird there's some weirdness there's some like early early episode weirdness in the ter- in terms of dubbing and also kind of like how they frame things just so they can get a- so they can get away with it like I said with the earrings but I had a lot of fun because like oh like again um Lita was a really great character and like, I really I'm, like I really do really appreciate a lot of stuff and then when you mentioned all that stuff too it's like oh that that makes perfect sense what they're doing with the character it's a great um it's a great introduction to a great character and you know props My to them for oh one. I was going to say, my only complaint is that I, I wish that they would have had the first Rainbow Crystal episode and the Sailor Jupiter intro episode be separate. And this is less of a Deke thing, obviously. This is more of a like Toei uh, sort of situation. And the only reason I say that is because it was a lot of exposition and a lot of extra stuff dumped, and it kind of took away from Lita Spotlight a little bit. Not mm-hmm. a lot. But it it was a lot to take in for a single episode. Even me fully knowing the plot, I was like, I can't believe they went and explained everything about it. I figured I, I was assuming they would kind of hint towards what it was about and then explain it further in later episodes. But no, they give you the whole rundown. They give you the flashback. They give you, you know, the the explanation from the Negaverse. They give you the explanation from Luna. They it it, it all just kind of takes away ever so slightly from Lita's introduction, that would be my only thing that I would change, my only complaint, really. Um, but, you know, it's, I mean, whatever they did, whatever whatever editing work they did, though, I mean, if, like, if there's one thing that's positive is that, like, they took a lot of exposition and they cut it down on just enough where it's like, you know, you know the basics. And I didn't really feel that with this episode. I actually did feel like, like there was, like, a centered, ep- like, they did center it a lot. But then again, too, I also understand. I also realize too that there's like this like gap. But I'm wondering, like, you literally, there's this weird gap where I'm trying to wonder, like, what happened where between like arcade, like, because like eventually arcade, eventually meet Lita or arcade Joe meet up and like they're just talking, like, you know, now yeah, you you know you look kind of cute. Like, why don't we go out? And that's when they like, reveal like, hey, I can't, I don't want to get close to anybody. I get all these places mm-hmm. to like to like to like orphanages, you know. And it's like they get, and then I'm like, yeah, and then she, and then she gets, a, and then he gets attacked by by Zoisite. And I wrote down some notes. I was like, oh no, he's an asshole. Oh no, Taco Bell is going up, back up again. Oh no, they're just so it's so just Zoisite. And one last, like, I'm wondering, like, what was all this reference to? And so I was like, that tells you how how my mind works when I was, when I was taking notes. I was like, I'm trying to like piece together some things, and like I don't remember so, like some of these notes. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, so it's like. So, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering what the. I think I think the Taco Bell comment was he was transforming and it looked, it looked like he looked like he was making these weird noises. Like, Ugh! yeah, he was like convulsing. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure. I'm very sure I must have made that comment because like, oh, I've, um, I've, but I, I mean, it's not that I don't. It's not like I won't disclose my location, but all I gotta say is like, you know, I've seen people that eat some really gnarly Taco Bell, and we've all ended up in that same position. <laughs> 
I can't relate. I don't ever have any idea what you're talking about. I am a good child. Yeah, well, and I kept on writing down, oh, like, God. and yeah, I kept on writing down, it's like, new toys, new toys, new toys, because, like, like, and it's like, you know, like, cause like, I, I, don't, I don't know why I kept on, cause like, maybe cause like, like, like they're showing it off so, so like prominently. Like, I think like at one point, like when we get to see um, Ray and Amy, I think they just have like their pens just out there. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, just out and about like, as, as when they're all together. It's like, mm, I don't think that's something you want to be like coming out. And then like, yeah, Luna just, just like, you know, she, she shits out another, uh, another transformation device for Lita. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I like, like overall, like you know, like I'm trying to like other you know weird notes aside, I I, I really enjoyed this episode. This was a really good episode, and like, I can't say the next. I can't say anything about the next episode though. So, um, <laughs> any final thoughts on your end on, on episode 21? I I just I this was one like I said that that I had on VHS and I watched over and over and over again. So I, a lot of the the dubisms and the phrases and stuff I like subconsciously knew word for word. And it, it was just a pretty good episode. I enjoy Lita as a character. I enjoy how Deke Dub kind of chose to portray her. Um, and I, I like her voice actress. I think all of the voice actors, for the most part, in the show have a lot of talent and a lot of passion. And mm-hmm, talent. That's something that we don't highlight enough on this show, I don't think, uh, is that, yeah, the editing choices and um, some of the the you know, behind the scenes stuff was really messy with the deep dub. But if the, one thing I could say is the voice cast is phenomenal and that Lita is no exception. Like her voice actress was perfect for that role. Yeah. That, that, is, that is absolutely, that will give him that much. Like I said, the, the old, like all, like all joking, everything aside, this is, is this is a play. We start, we started this episode really strong. So why don't you go to episode 22? Oh my episode God. 22, oh. the power of friendship. Oh, I want to call it. I will just send you off to Bankhaus, but like you're not Bankhaus. I'm sorry, Bankhaus, if you're not, if you're listening. Bankhaus, join the chat and explain this episode. Go. <laughs> oh god, no, a car for you. Explain to us this Like, let's break us break down this episode for us, please. <laughs> so, episode twenty-two is the power of friendship. Um, so, in this episode, we focus a little bit more on Darian, who hasn't had as much screen time lately. Um, one of the big plot lines of this episode is him. Um, kind of getting involved in the hunt for the rainbow crystals. So we've seen a couple of his dreams before where this mysterious woman who very obviously is Serena, like they're not even trying to hide it at this point, but this Mm -hmm. mysterious shadow woman was telling him to find the crystal. And now she's being a little bit more specific and telling him that she needs to get the rainbow crystal. So he's got kind of a new goal and um, that kind of, introduces him as what we teased a little bit earlier as our third party for these crystal collectors. Um, on the flip side, Zoisite has found a new target and it is a priest. So we're going to attack Christianity fundamentally. And um, I don't know, like this for a little bit of not to get too sidetracked, but for a little bit of forewarning, this is probably the, the shadow warrior that gets the least amount of spotlight. And the reason for that is that this is a Molly episode. Um, This is so we had the last episode um, to kind of buffer. And this was what I was saying about kind of wishing that the I I wish that this was the first Rainbow Crystal episode and that the next episode was the Jupiter episode where she got introduced, because this one feels like a closure to the previous story arc, because we get to see Molly processing her trauma and processing her depression over Maxfield Stanton passing away. 
Um, she really cares about him. The dub makes very clear that they were just friends because she calls him her friend over and over again and nothing else. Um, thankfully. The, the, very, very thankfully. Um, and basically, Serena is spends much of the episode just trying to be there for her friend, which I think is super cute. And um, in doing that, she sort of brushes off her uh, Sailor Scout duties, which makes the rest of the team a little bit upset. Sans Lita, who still is bright, bright faced and bushy tailed and ready to go. Um, hasn't been jaded by Serena constantly flailing around all the time. And so when they've, um, when she goes on a walk, her Melvin and Molly go on a walk and they go past a um, cemetery. And it really starts to remind her that Maxfield is gone after all. And of course that's where the priest is. The priest gets attacked and Sailor Moon um, steps in to try and help out. Lita's the only one that goes to her rescue because um, there was a weird dubism, and I forget what the reason was in the Japanese version, but they're, they have this weird explanation that they just didn't feel like helping her, which was very weird. Um, but thankfully, Jupiter is all the backup that she needs. They are able to um, knock him down. And they're able to take the crystal. Well, they're able to get the crystal away from Zoisite, but unfortunately, it ends up in the hands of Tuxedo Mask. And we sort of end out the episode by realizing that up until just now, Darian had no idea that he was Tuxedo Mask. That was kind of the big revelation for this episode. Um, because once he gets the rainbow crystal in his hands from Mr. Priestman, it starts to awaken that he, you know, him and Tuxedo Mask are the same person. And that's kind of how the episode ends off on. So, yeah, that that's the basic overview. So, now let's complain about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, oh God. Like, out of all the episodes on this particular episode, this is the one I have the least amount of notes, because, like, I literally have a half page of notes. It's it's not that I didn't like... It's not like... I, I, I really felt this episode was kind of weak, but it wasn't because it was weak because of like the story content. I thought the story content was really cool. I thought it was really cool that they finally addressed like, you know, this kind of the closure of the of the Nephrite like storyline. And that, you know, and, and we get to see a little bit more about Tuxedo Mask and what he's up to and like what he's what he's all about. And I wrote down a first note here. Does he know or does he not know? Because like, you know, it, it it seemed at that point we didn't know what was if he was um if like if he knows he was Tuxedo Mask or not, but like mm-hmm. this is kind of solidified the proof that like he kind of like he knows now i think so it's like maybe he's a little bit little by little he's starting to realize maybe i am this dude maybe i gotta like you know maybe i am this dude after all and like i said that was just um i, I wrote down here too another one of my notes is here take a drink whenever melvin mentions the internet because i think she mentioned some to the extent of like oh ring on the internet though this and this and blah 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 and i'm like, just, like oh i have i have a quote from him Oh, he says, "Graveyard, give me graveyards, give me the heebie-jeebies. All that quiet and no computers." And I'm like, "What does that even mean, Melvin? <laughs> like, what the f- does that mean?" Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of it too is like they were kind of over explaining a lot of things. I wrote down here, blah 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 blah. Send me the cliff note version. Right. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this is because they were over explaining the either the monsters, like why they why the crystal why the crystals are here, or maybe they're over explaining like like what's going on in this actual situation. Like I, I don't remember what, what exactly the context of that, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it has to involve what, why why they're doing a lot of this and they kind of over explain it. So like your previous complaint about them kind of over explaining things in the previous episode, I think it's more prevalent in this episode than it was in the previous. Well, I see that's why I think that this I think that this episode and the last episode should have been swapped. Mm. Like I, I know I, I briefly touched on it in my like overview, but in my brain, 
this would have been a much better episode to introduce the new set of villains so that they we can get them established, introduce the moon healing activation and the, the moon rod, introduce all of that kind of stuff. And then the next episode, introduce Sailor Jupiter and give the full spotlight to her. Not that Molly deserves less of a spotlight, but her story was already complete. And really all we're doing here is witnessing her trying to move on, which is important. And I'm, I, I think that it was extremely important that this was shown. And um, I really think that this episode, if you think about it, was probably the next in line to be chopped on the chopping block. And the only reason they didn't chop it is because it's like an extremely important episode because it shows one of the rainbow crystals and it wouldn't make sense if they skipped it um, because it deals like with heavily Christian themes and mm-hmm. you know, attacking a priest and dealing with depression and things that 90s television wasn't um, super keen on doing or super good at doing either. Looking at you, Saved by the Bell, with I'm so excited. <laughs> um, when they did address stuff like that, it was often very cheesy. But this was done in a, like, even in the dub was done in a super tasteful way, just showing that, you know, Serena realized that even though she knew that Nephlight was a bad person, she realized that Molly didn't see him that way and that no matter what she did, Molly was always going to see him as a good person and that the best thing that she could do was be there for her friend and, you know, just try and help her. And that's so uh, this was this is what I was kind of talking about earlier as well, where they they showed Serena's compassion because there's a point later in the episode where um the the other sailor scouts sort of lita isn't on board with it but amy and ray are kind of going back and forth talking about whether uh serena is worthy of holding on to the moonstick if she's worthy of being the leader and is this this is this this where we get to see the scene of her using the moonstick to like break the piggy bank yes (laughs) okay i thought it was was the previous episode where they they mentioned that but okay because, because ray is talking about how um she would use it inappropriately and it shows like a clip of her like breaking open a piggy bank with the moon stick yeah and they they just kind of talk about how she's not a reliable leader amy was kind of on the fence and then ray like bullied her into being on her side but lita took a pretty definite stance and it and luna did mention that it needed to be unanimous to usurper but um in the middle of all this they 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 call serena they're like hey you should be here at this meeting and she's like, sorry, I need to be there for for my friend. I keep wanting to say Naru. I'm sorry. I'm, I have the Molly. I keep having the Japanese names like imprinted on my brain. That's fine. So many, so many years of trying to convince myself not to say dub names, and now I need to say them, and I can't remember them. And then um, the worst part is we're going to get, we're like, by the time we're done with this project, we're going to just say the dub names and we're just, oh, like, yeah. We forget it. Anyways, keep going. You're making so many people mad. Um, but yeah, so she, th- that was what I was talking about when we were talking about the last episode is like, she yes the the sailor scouts are important and saving the world's important but what's actually the most important thing to serena is being there for her friends and and you know sharing her kindness with people and i think that when i was a kid i didn't understand that like i didn't understand that i thought that she was just slacking off because they did kind of play it off where she's like oh i'm just gonna go watch a movie with my friends sorry bye Whereas no, and, and, that's, and that's and that's and that's that because like one of the things I one of the things that you didn't mention, and now that I'm looking through my notes because I wrote down here, uh, I, like I wrote down here, Ray, uh, 
uh, da, 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 no way. Because I think, and I remember why I wrote that that note down, and that was the fact that Ray kind of like kind of dresses her down, and she's like, but like, and, but it also doesn't help the fact that Serena, when they try to get in contact with her, she she doesn't really give an explanation as to why. Right. That's why. That's why. Um. That's why she kind of. That's why they kind of kind of jump into conclusions. But also yeah. too, it's like like you know. But I think Lita and Luna are like, no, she is actually the one that, that should be taking 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 charge. And I wrote down here, they're both right. They're, they're both right on Serena. Like, like they they put more trust in her, knowing not knowing what's going on, but they do know you know she's not like slacking off. Yeah, like it, it definitely would have helped if Serena had been like, hey, Molly is really upset, and I need to be there for her. But instead, she said, "Me and Molly." I remember why movie. Like, <laughs> I remember why now. I remember why now. She was when they contacted her. She was with Molly. That's oh. what. That's why. That's why. They, that's why it was so brief. Because like they, that she was, she was someone. With the, obviously, you don't want to spoil. It. They didn't want to spoil it. And I was like, that's right. That's right. There was like she was right there when I next to and she had to like she had to say something really, something really quick. Like no, 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 I, I can't be here. God, sorry, but it's like that moment where you're like you get a party meeting and all of a sudden your phone goes off. Like I'm in a court case. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, hold on. And they're, just, and they're all just listening. And they're all listening to the SNK startup screen. And my as I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get my, I'm just trying to look. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get my like traffic thing done. God's sake, just give it to me. Let me. This is not totally happened, by the way. It's not. I'm not mentioning a, a real event that may or may not have happened. I think you did because I got really lost there. Okay. Anyways, but no, yeah, she was with him. She was with him, and she couldn't respond to him properly. So that's why they got that pressure of like, oh, that's right. So there is a little bit. So there, there, so there is a little bit of like, like there's a little bit of infighting between them. So cause, and they, and they would lead them to believe that because like because of how short her aunt, her response was, but they didn't know the circumstances either. I do like the fact it's like yeah, they 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 like they, they um like they come. I, I think they say they say I think they say something to the extent of like they, they come by when the monster appears. Yeah, I'll come by. And I wrote down here, you never like, and they're all like, yeah, we put trust in you. I was like, you never really like, but no, actually, no. It, it was just, it was weird though that like the, when they dubbed, because the, they dubbed the scene and all that. And then they, when Sailor Jupiter was running to try to get there to help back up Sailor Moon, they outwardly said that Ray and Amy just didn't want to help Sarita because they were mad at her. And I'm like, that that's petty as fuck like yeah that is that that's so petty like she's out here risking her life like yeah you guys had a disagreement before but you are like the final front like barrier between the negaverse taking over the world and you're just gonna be like no she pissed me off so queen barrel can have the planet like no don't be like that <laughs> don't be ray and amy don't be ray and amy and also uh, why did sailor Moon call herself sailor boom boom moon that really threw me off because <laughs> they so the to to put this into context so that maybe somebody out there listening can explain to me why she said this maybe it's a canadian thing i don't know um but the the monster of the day gets revealed the priest gets turned into the uh shadow warrior and the yellow crystal i believe comes out of him or sorry orange crystal um so the the orange crystal flies out of him and it flies off and so Zoisite runs after it and so does Tuxedo Mask uh runs after it and the um the monster of the day is a boxer hawkman thing Yeah, where does it connect to where does it connect to him being a priest? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I get it, like when we get to the other monsters, it makes sense, but he's the only one, he's the only outlier in this one. 
He's the only one that's like, what is your like what well like what was the intention? Maybe we got something lost in translation. But well, no, it's it, like it might, there might have been something, but they like the at least in the dub, I don't remember the sub episode of this very well because again it's been a while since I've watched it subtitled. But the dub at least, he's barely even a character in the show. Yeah. Like he has like two lines before he turns into a monster. Like he's barely there. He's there for plot convenience. This is a Molly episode. This is not a mysterious weird priest episode yeah and that, that, i guess i guess that, i guess that's why it felt kind of like like it felt like there's something important should be happening but in kind of like it kind of doesn't because because of that i, I to be honest with you, i kind of like it because i understand this is a tv show and i i understand that because of that you have to suspend disbelief on stuff but after so many instances of Sailor Moon conveniently being around the person that's being attacked or Sailor Moon becoming friends with the person that's being attacked and then you never see them again, even though they had like a really good friendship budding and stuff like that, it gets a little bit hard to believe after a while. So it, it gets it gets very murder, she wrote. Like eventually they had to start suspecting that old woman of killing people. Like she was at a murder scene every other week. Like people just dying around her left and right. And she was never a suspect. Like Come on now. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was kind of nice to have a monster of the week that was somebody just completely unrelated and they just kind of stumbled into it and was able to save him as opposed to like building up this like budding friendship with him and then he's never seen ever again, you know? Yeah, like the like our next episode. Like every other episode of the show. <laughs> well, actually, actually, this episode, like they actually, they, 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 well, next episode, they actually do kind of do something later on, but we'll, we'll get to that as well. Like that's a, something, that's a bridge we're going to cross when it comes time. I, I, that is my word of the day. I keep on, <laughs> like take a drink whenever I repeat words because that's the word, that's the word most likely I, that just got imprinted in my brain. I'm going to start using a lot. That, that's how, that's how my brain works. But, um, I think I wrote down here that shitting in grin and the insult. Did, did Zoysite say something? Uh, Most likely probably. it is. <laughs> probably. Like one, nine, nine times out of ten, if I wrote that comment down, Zoysite must have said something that, that really was like, yeah, yeah, boy, let's go. I don't I'm making. I just, I know that like she mouths off, Zoysite mouths off to Molly because she like, she kind of threw it in her face that she killed Neflite. So maybe that was what that was in reference to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But um, that's all I got. You like? I, I know. I, I I know. I went all over the place. But you know, why, why, why don't you take the wheel for a little bit? Uh, this is the the first real episode where we start to see um, Melvin and Molly start to bond. Eventually, they become a couple, and uh, that'll be kind of solidified here in a few episodes. But this was the first real aspect of it. Uh, because up until now, Melvin has been kind of a plot device type of character where, cause he's really, he's really into gossip. So they have been utilizing him a lot to, you know, serve as exposition for the monster of the day or the like interesting person of the episode or whatever, cause he usually has all the hot gossip, but this time he was genuinely, genuinely concerned about Molly and it was much less like Serena actually had to be like, hey, stop being stop being so like sentimental. Why don't you tell us about some gossip or something like that? You know, trying to get Molly distracted and back to her regular happy self. Um, and I I just I again I really want to applaud this episode for like very upfront and what's the word I'm looking for? Very um unapolog unapologetically approaching depression. And showing it as something real and not like exaggerating it like you would see on like Degrassi or something like that. Like 
an actual something that would happen when somebody is depressed. And that's just, you know, that's, it, it, it's like that sometimes like Molly didn't go to school for a few days and she didn't want to talk to anybody and her friends got there and you could tell that she knew that her friends were worried about her and she kind of altered the way she talked to sound like she was happier than she actually was to make them stop worrying about her um, whenever they got to her house. Cause she kind of flipped the switch and she was like, Oh, why don't we got, why don't we go for a walk and we could even go see a movie later. You know, she was trying to make them not worry about her, which is another very real thing about depression. A lot of times is you, you, you're not depressed for attention and people that there, there are some people that do that, that will, you know, be in their feelings because they want attention but but depression is not like a cry for attention it's a coping mechanism with trauma that's happened and that's exactly what they showed here and i just i not to get like super sentimental and deep but i really appreciate that they showed it in a real way in a show in the 90s like the early 90s at that like of course we didn't get this dub until uh, closer to the mid to late 90s but like this was a show in it that came out that was aimed towards children that told kids that it's okay to be sad and mourn the loss of somebody you care about and that your friends will be there to help you kind of pick things up and keep going. And I thought that was really cute. Um, of course there was a monster fight shoehorned in there, <laughs> but you know, that's Sailor Moon for you. But it, it, it's just one of those things where every now and then Sailor Moon just has these very real moments. And that was one of them. And it, it I, I will say that that's probably why it, it comes off as a more boring episode or a, a more like nothing's happening episode because they do spend so much time addressing Molly. But I think it was needed because especially after the dramatic episode, the, the episode before and the episode where Nephli died, it was, there was some kind of closure that was needed. So I'm glad that this happened again. I wish that it had been episode 21 instead of episode 22 and they flipped that around, but what could you do? Um, it's it was still very nice to see the orange crystal eventually ends up with tuxedo mask which again is how he finds out that he is tuxedo mask which makes the episode where they went to the kitty land very weird <laughs> why was darian there because like i had assumed that he was there because he was tuxedo mask and he knew that something because all the kids were being kidnapped and stuff like that. But if he didn't know he was tuxedo mask, why was he at that? <laughs> that like maybe the, maybe the, maybe the moon princess was there. Maybe he's like maybe the moon princess is there. Maybe if I if I go but, to this kitty land, he wasn't connecting the dots between all of that until just this episode. Or maybe it's something must have compelled him. Maybe it's like you know it's one of the things where it's like like I don't know. Maybe like he was on autopilot and he just kind of went there like like just subconsciously because like, that's what his body just told. That's what that's what his body told him, and his body is connected to like all these feelings. I'm like, why am I? I'm pretty sure, like, because I think doesn't he did it? Doesn't he mention something to the extent of like I don't remember what were like I don't remember when I transformed and stuff like that. Like, or, like actually a couple episodes, like or not not a couple episodes, but he mentions that he can't remember like certain things when certain things happen. Because I know he met because like he hasn't mentioned that he's tuxedo mask yet, but they do. He does mention like yeah, sometimes I just don't remember where, what I do sometimes. Do you think that was? You think that 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 would be one of the things where it's like he just kind of subconsciously did it, like in one of the in one of these like moments where he's just kind of walking around and all of a sudden it's like, why am I here? It could be like just he sleep. He sleep. I remembered and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> like he slept. He kind of slept. Walked into in, into it. Yeah, yeah. That that's pretty much episode twenty two. Um, yeah. Um, again, it, it's it's a 
a very different kind of Sailor Moon episode. And and, and and I mean that in everything from like the settings that it takes place in to focusing on Molly, who doesn't get a lot of attention um, as far as all the characters go. It, it's just it was a very different feeling episode. And I personally really liked it, to be honest with you. Um, don't watch this episode while you're taking notes and paying attention at the same time, because like eventually you you'll for you won't you'll you'll miss a lot of that in on like a lot of the in on stuff like you know like the like you know the depression discussion and stuff like that. So I and it is one of the rare cases where it's like don't take my don't take my word on this episode. Like I like <laughs> like you had a lot it seems obvious that you had a lot more connection to it. I was since I was more focused on taking notes. And like I was like, come on, get some, like get, you know, give me something to work with. I just kind of like tuned out. But it's something where it's like, I maybe I should give, like maybe I should give this another go with a clearer mind, and maybe I might, I might get a little bit more out of it on a person on a personal um, level than I did. I do kind of like in this in this environment of like trying to get content out of it. So yeah, uh, I wanted to make one one joke because I wrote down the joke and then I forgot. I just completely forgot it at the beginning of the episode. The episode starts off with Darian having a dream about Princess Serenity, telling him to, that he needs to gather the crystals, and he goes, "Show me your face." And I was like, "Every guy on Grinder says the same thing." <laughs> somebody out there will think that's funny. You don't think it's funny, but somebody did. I'm laughing, but I'm in one of those laughs. Like- there's just a bit of headless torsos on that app. Yes. It's episode 23. <laughs> episode 23, yes. Um, so episode 23 is called Mercury's Mental Match. This was an episode that I remembered being a bigger deal than it was. I think it's just because I was a really big Sailor Mercury fan as a kid, and she hadn't had a focus episode in a very long time. So maybe it was just a big deal to me. Um, but so just as a quick recap, because... Uh, this the show loves to recap. Um, the crystal count is the Negaverse has one, and Tuxedo Mask has one. That will change at the end of this episode, obviously, because we're going to have our third. So w- in this episode, we meet a boy named Greg who has just moved into town, and he is apparently very smart and has actually bested Amy and taken her number one spot. Um, Amy isn't very phased by this because she's actually a really nice person and she just kind of brushes it off that she's going to, you know, try harder next time. But um, somewhere along the way, Serena gets an inkling that he might have a crush on Amy. So she decides to kind of coach him and help him figure out how he can get closer to her and possibly maybe date her, take her out or something like that. Again, showcasing that Serena is always wanting to help people all the time, which is it's crazy that I didn't see this before. But anyway, so um, of course, over the course of th- her trying to help them, they find out that he is actually one of the Crystal Warriors. And he, um, what I said at the in the first episode, kind of comes back to this one. He actually has a special power in his civilian form. I think in the Japanese version, don't get me wrong, but I think in the Japanese version, the priest had a special power too. They just decided not to talk about it because I think all seven of them do. Mm-hmm. But um, his special power is he has, um, he, he could read minds basically. Yeah. And, and he also, can- he also he has a clairvoyance because he also yeah. can, he can also see the future as well. Yeah. So um, he, he can see the future and he actually has seen the future of him turning into a monster and so that was part of his ulterior motive. He, he did think Amy was cute, but that was also part of his ulterior motive, kind of getting close to them um, so that the Rainbow Crystal could end up in good hands. He reveals that he knows exactly who's always side and the Negaverse and all of that is 
um, but they are not able to save him, and he does get turned into a monster. Thankfully, they are able to um, convince him that he's not all bad, and he actually starts fighting Zoisite momentarily. Mm-hmm. They are able to subdue him and turn him back into a human, and they kind of get a sweet moment at the end because Greg's family, I, I think he's a military family is what he said, um, no, they, they just they just they just say yeah because of my because of my dad's job. Oh, my I have dad's to move job, on. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I just assumed it was military because that's yeah. been like having to move around. But um, unfortunately, he had to move again, so he had to say goodbye to her. She gives him a better picture of <laughs> of herself. Yeah, that's right. Like, like, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and, and basically promises that they'll meet up again one day, and that you know she really thinks fondly of him. And this was kind of. Um, a, a nice little setup for again some things that will pop up much further down the line, but still very interesting that we got an Amy episode finally. But yeah, it was just it, unfortunately this a lot of the episodes coming up are going to be, and this is a number rain, another Rainbow Crystal Warrior episode because you know that's the arc we're in. So of course all the episodes are going to revolve around finding a Crystal Warrior. Um, but this was pretty cute because we did get to see. Uh, Amy in the spotlight and get to do be a little bit more involved in the story and have a little bit of a romance too. It was overall a, a fairly good episode with a couple of weird things that happened that I'm sure you have in your notes too. <laughs> um, I just gotta write down. I'm just gonna play all my cards here right now. I absolutely so. I I enjoyed the hell out of this episode. It was I, I out of all the episodes we, we we reviewed in this in this particular block of episodes. This one was my all-time favorite. Like this was like this was like so second place to me that the the first episode we did. This episode was so good. I had so much fun with this episode. Um, one of my favorite things is like early, very early on when we get to Serena, and, like Serena and Alita are together. And I wrote down here. I love the fact that like now that now these two are bonding, they're kind of sharing the same brain cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they say like, oh, you should study a little more. Yeah, we should study a little more. Like these two are sharing. These two are sharing the same brain. The same um. The same brain cell, and I'm here for it. I absolutely <laughs> love these two like this. It one thousand percent. Thank you. Like I love, I love when they, I love, I love moments where characters are just like when the, the when they're two characters, and both of them are stupid, and they're and they're just kind of playing out their stupidity. And like I'm saying this in, in a loving matter. Like I, I love these characters, but I, it's like when they do stuff like that, it's like it tickles me pink. And that little scene right there, I loved it. I love that little interaction right there. Second of all, another thing I really love about this movie animation is amazing everyone's really expressive and they have all these these funny expressions and all, all these like these great little things like you mentioned earlier like, like amy amy had like the um craig had a had a had a photo it was like this tore up like thing of like i think it was like a newspaper printing and then serena gives gives her another photo but it's like this really awkward photo of her like eating a burger <laughs> and yeah she gives she gives him another photo which is like you know a little bit more dignified and but it's like it's like everybody has these incredibly cool expressions. It's so well animated. I just oh my god, I loved it. Um, yeah, and like yeah, this was when this episode like I wrote down here because uh, like she overhears she overhears um Craig talking about like talking about like Serena, I like, talking about Amy, and she's and like her like gossip senses tingle. And I wrote down here, damn here, damn Serena here is like Melvin giving her pictures and everything. Because <laughs> usually he's the one. She's the female Melvin. Because like she's like usually Melvin's the one that, that usually would be like the person that sets up the thing, the sets up the episode. No, she's the one that, that's setting up. And usually that, that's what ends up happening. Usually it's um usually it's Serena doing do like setting up something 
or Melvin setting up the plot. So in this case, it's Serena doing kind of the heavy lifting here. But you know, it, it's it's cute and it's very adorable. I really like that. It was really cool on her part. Um, Craig has a really thick accent, like just the <laughs> thickest Canadian accent you can ever think. That that was like one of my notes here because I was like, oh wow. Um, like, like I was like, like just like all this time, like like it wasn't distracting, but it was just kind of like whenever I mentioned like whenever I mentioned like someone's accent, and hopefully I pray to God that the voice actors are not listening. I'm not saying it to like disparage you or say like work on your work on it. I just find it hilarious that like all of a sudden they'd be like, "Where's the boot?" And like, oh, okay, who's her? Thank you. Um, you know, eh. You wanna go? What you wanna get so Canadian dry after this and watch the hockey game? Yeah, that's stereotypical. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah, the monster today. Like I wrote down here, uh, the monster today, the Craig's monster. From like this is this Kaniku man looking motherfucker. I put that he's a Swiss Army knife monster. He is, <laughs> but he also, but also like, oh no, oh no, another my stupid notes here. Oh no, the dreaded protractor. I mean, yeah. But yeah, yeah, because like obviously has a sharp point, but it's like it's like you know out of context. It's like, oh my god, they're they're, they're killing him with a protractor. One of the you you want to know the part of the episode that bothered me the most? Go for it. It's all you. So early in the episode, um, Greg sees Amy walking down the street, and he's like, "Hey, Amy, hold on a second. And there's this like good like forty five second like awkward moment. And then a steel beam falls from this construction site and smashes the car that's right in front of her. If she had kept walking, she would have been around the corner by then. <laughs> like he stopped, like she was not in any danger. Like she was arguably in more danger with him stopping her right next to it than if he had just let her keep walking. <laughs> and it, that part always really bothers me. It bothered me when I was a kid. It bothers me now because, like, he he by stopping her and having her be like two feet away from the steel beam instead of just letting her keep walking. Cause if like the amount of time between him stopping her and the beam actually falling was a very long time. Like she could have gotten pretty far away before then. It just, it was weird. I don't know. Yeah. I wrote down, I only wrote down her. Holy moly. She could have been dead, but she but then would have been, she would have kept walking. And it was exactly. But now, 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 now that I'm looking, now that I'm like replaying this footage in my back of my brain. It's like, yeah, you're right. She just, if she would have continued at the pace that she is, it would have completely missed her anyways. And so it's it was like the same thing with with Serena, where he's like, "Avoid water," and she stopped. She's like, "What?" And had he not said anything, and she just kept walking, she wouldn't have had the water dumped on her. Like, no, yeah, because because he says, "Be careful with water." Yeah, sure, I'll be careful. With... Yep. If she had, if he just shut up and let her keep walking, she wouldn't have got that on her. Head. Another one. Another one going going a little bit going further further into the episode. Um, I wrote down here because like Zoe site because like during the fight, Zoe site and um. Like at the end, at the end, they they they, they get they 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 um you know they they cure they cure Craig you know it's all it's all beautiful it's all they all you know they use the healing the moon healing exhalation cool cool stuff coolsy coolsies and Zoisite and Tuxedo Mask are there and they're both like trying to do that thing where it's like they're trying to go at it like together and it's like I wrote down there and he was too late to get it I because I think at that point I think um, Zoisite gets it and. She, and I wrote down here, sir, running too late to get the fucking crystal. <laughs> and I, that's pretty much all my notes I got on this well, particular episode. So why don't, why don't you take over and see if there's anything that that, that we can that we can suss out and make and make something and make some more funnies. Well, just to to clear up, um, actually, Zoe ended up dropping the crystal and Mercury grabbed it. That's um, right. 
So, so the score is one, one, one. Now all, all of our sides have one crystal. This is, is this the episode where, or is it the next episode where tuxedo mass tells her that he's, they're not on the same side anymore. Oh yeah. That they, they have, we'll get to that. Like, let, let me, let me wait. On, let, let's wait on that one. But yeah, that is the episode that, that happens, but there is just the way that this all happens. It's just like, Wait, is really? that this episode or next episode? Next episode. Next episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so basically, Serena uh, Sailor Moon uses this technique that never gets used again, as far as I can remember, where she throws her tiara and instead of it like cutting him in half like it normally does, the tiara lands on his forehead to weaken him. And that part's really dumb. But what's really cool is they did a custom animation because normally when she does her moon healing, activation it's recycled footage because it's on the generic background and you know it's it's just animation that they use because this is a weekly show they're having to get it out on a tight budget so of course they're going to reuse animations like that but in this one they did a custom one where she didn't have her tr on and i thought that was a really nice attention to detail because that could have been an easy moment for them to just be lazy but they decided to kind of go the extra mile and that kind of lends to what you're talking about. Like the animation of this episode was very good. And I think that was part of it is that they, they knew they were going to have to do this custom tiara list, moon healing activation escalation attack, which was really cool. But yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much the episode as far as I'm concerned. Um, I know that you really like this one watching it back. Now that I'm not as Sailor Mercury crazy as I used to be, it's not, it, it didn't hold my attention as much as I thought it would, but I think that's just because we've kind of gotten into the, for lack of a better word, monotony of having the rainbow crystals. We're in the rainbow crystal arc. All of these episodes coming up are going to be them, you know, finding a rainbow crystal carrier and getting close to them and healing them. And then somebody's going to end up with a crystal, you know, at the end of the day. So it, it's just, um, it was just a, a kind of a weird spot there for that. but. That being said, as far as this entire art goes, this isn't the weakest one, not even by a long shot. Um, um, I will weakest. say I will say this before we close things out. Um, I realized one thing that I think we're starting to see something also with the with the monsters of the day. Before they were like more they were more horrific looking monsters. Like they were like literal demons. Like literally like the very first one, like Morgana is like this like shriveling mm-hmm. monster. Now we're starting to get to the point where we're seeing like gimmicks and like them mixing up the gimmicks with like their kind of like with their um how they're gonna look. So we're gonna so we're, this is like the kind of like the beginnings of the more cartoonish like like monster designs that going forward. Like we that's another thing that's another that's another thing about this arc that kind of ushers in like we're seeing we had we had a boxer the last one yeah like we had the Swiss Army knife in this one and in the last one we had like we we, we had Arcade Joe as like this as, as like this like diver looking like cybernetic dude with like. With a claw on his, with a claw on his hand that can be a hammer and all that stuff. So, but we're starting to see a little bit more like the cartoony, exaggerated. Like it's something, it's a humanoid something that they made into a monster. Mm-hmm. So that that's well, a, that, and it's because uh, I, they were humanoid monsters. I think that was the point because mm-hmm. you see their silhouettes in the flashbacks. So they they were all bipedal humanoid type of creatures. So I think that has something to do with it too. Oh, just my choosing. But that, that's that's about it, really. Like, that was, was another one of my observations. Where I was like, "Oh, this is this is interesting." Like we're starting to see because I think we discussed it like a couple of episodes ago, where it's like, "Yeah, these monsters look kind of these look, these monsters look insane," and then it's like, "Yeah, we're, we're starting to get to that. We're, we've now been so far apart, and we're never we're at the point of no return at this point." Yeah, <laughs> I will never return. No, I'm just kidding. 
Well, they uh, might. They, they, I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple of them. Like, but they're like they they're left as like like you know the big bosses. But like well, at this point, like if we're gonna fight like mooks and stuff like that, or, like the lower level monsters of the day, they're gonna be like an adjacent of whatever item is whatever item that they have that they're they're around around at. So yeah. So if any final thoughts on the episode, Henry the Free? No, um, it was it was an episode. Um, I, I I think I said pretty much everything I felt. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg. Greg is a character that is one of the few characters that actually pops up again down the line a ways. Um, so it's a nice callback. And mm-hmm. it's really, we don't get a lot of these Mercury episodes um, to where she kind of opens up a little bit more. And it's nice to see, even though she's not my favorite Sailor Scout anymore. Um, I, I absolutely love this episode. And, it's, and what I like is like, it's like, I'm not really a big Mercury fan. But I liked it because they, they it's just it's because like it's a it's a great it's a great character study. The animation is t- so the, the animation is just top notch. Um I didn't really feel they edited that much at all. And like I said, the only thing weird the only weird like the only weird deacism out of this episode was the fact that like Craig had like this had his Canadian accent just sticking out like in a, at weird times. But other than that, solid episode. I think out of all of these, I think like this is my this is my personal favorite episode of the bunch. Finding out the episode twenty four then Kara. All right. Episode 24 is an artful attack. So in this episode, the monster of the day, our, our rainbow crystal carrier, is a painter by the name of Peggy Jones. But she uses a pseudonym of, I just had it, oh my goodness, Lonnie Lanai, sorry. Um, she uses the pseudonym Lonnie Lanai because she said that she tried to do an art show as herself and nobody cared. And then when she decided to become this mysterious kind of reclusive supposedly very beautiful woman because she's she's sort of plain looking like not in a bad way but just not like uh extraordinary supermodel or anything so she decided to create this persona of this like beautiful mysterious woman and then all of a sudden her art started selling like crazy um serena and darian both end up at this art show and she recognizes them as kind of these people that uh, looking vaguely like these people that she's been painting who are the prince and princess of the moon. And she really wants them to be her models for a little bit, which gets Serena and Darian finally in the same room. And we get um, a little bit of progress as to their, you know, penultimate relationship that's going to be coming up. Um, it's eventually revealed that Peggy is one of the crystal carriers and they get attacked. And of course, you know, from there on, we have our typical fight and healing and the crystal that ends up, um, who actually gets the crystal this time? I think it's Zoysite. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think I think I think they I think they get that. I think they get it this time. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So there we go. Uh, that's the the main plot of it, anyway. So I'm okay. To, so yeah, I'm I'm trying, to, I was looking. I, oh, I was yeah, looking Peggy. Yeah. So Peggy was the green crystal, and Zoysite grabbed it. I didn't put up my notes who ends up with it, but I'm pretty sure Zoysite ended up with it at the yeah, end. No, But uh. All right. Um, one first things first. Um, so like, yeah, we, we actually begin the episode with uh, with Zoe, with Queen Barrel kind of addressing them, kind of addressing Zoe down. It's like you let one, you let too many crystals go get on the hands of all these other people. You better like ship. Yeah, you better get your shit together. And and Zoe says like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. But it's like you know, I make no guarantees. You know, that conversation annoyed the the crap out of me because Zoe or um, sorry, Barrel was like. You're telling me that we only have one of the seven crystals, and it's like only three of them have been revealed. Calm down, Grandma. Like, <laughs> there's still four more out there that we could try and get a hold of. Come on. 
Mm-hmm. And then second. And then um okay, so second second like second note says here. I realize that they they use one of the one of the most common plot elements I've I've seen them use is artist. I I don't know why because like this is the second time we we have some sort of artist being portrayed in this one. Because like we, we had that previous episode with we had a couple of not previous yeah the previous episode we had um yeah the, we had the animation episode now we have like the artist here with with Peggy and um it's like I, I, I'm wondering is like is it because like the, the 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 animators are just like they they're just trying to put something like their own like little trademark onto it to to the show but. Mm. But I just found that kind of interesting that like that's um that that they have that like a lot of these plots in the series involve like artists. Um, yeah, I, I like you know like at this point like you know we have like we we cut to we cut to Tuxedo Matt we cut to Derry and he sees the thing. He's like, I wrote down here, it's a hint, you idiot. <laughs> it's a hint, you dummy. Um, oh, I forgot my favorite part. Oh no, I feel bad now. Go for it. In episode 23, I completely forgot that Darian said the Imperium Silver Moon Crystal, which is just all of the names crammed into one. Sorry. That's not a that's not a name. That's not a name of a MacGuffin. That's just a bad scramble hand. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes they call the silver crystal, sometimes they call the moon's crystal, sometimes it's the Imperium. He just threw all of them together. But you I thought that was in this episode, but it was in the last one. No, I, I, I you 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 could have told me he could have said Quijibo and I would have it would have been the same thing. But no, it's like yeah, that 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 is like word sell it to the max. <laughs> putting all of it all in one thing. Oh my god! But um, uh, I think she says I, I I don't know what the context was, but like they they kind of played it out as like an insult in the end. It's it's another one of those one of those things where it's like it seems like a compliment. Oh, now I remember what it was I Luna was saying something to to um to Serena. I forgot the actual context, but like it, it, it kind of looked like a backhanded comment, like you know, a black, a backhanded, a backhanded, like you know, you know, positive comment. But like I, but they kind of played off as like a negative one, and I wonder, hey, was that supposed to be uh, an, an insult? <laughs> and then I uh, and I wrote down here too because like you know she hear, she she talks to Peggy and she we figure out like you know she that, that Serena figures out that Penny that Peggy is Len, Len, Lenny, Lenny 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 Lenny, and. She and she's like, you know, she says, "Hey, you know, why don't you come over? Why don't you come over and like, you know, like, you know, why, why don't you come over and like, and, you know, be my model?" And she says, "She says, oh, cosmic." And I wrote down that should have been something they that should have been that like, they should have went with that. That that should have been that should have been her trademark like thing. That's well, like how Darian, like sailor business. Darian called her a nut bar, so there, there's also that one. Oh lord, <laughs> what are you a nut bar? I'm like, what does that mean, Darian? Please explain yourself. You're and 19 is, years old, hanging out with 14 year olds. What is? Please explain yourself currently. Um. So uh, Oh. Um. So it's so, like another thing I wrote down here is that um, like because I was noticing a lot of her designs, a lot of like the lot of her drawings, and it's kind of reminiscent of the opening to the of the series. If you watch it in Japanese, where it has a lot of Art Deco design to it, mm -hmm. and also a lot of promo art. And I wonder if like. I wonder if that was kind of intentional that they were putting that stuff because I was because at around the same time too they had I was wondering like what came first Batman the animated series or this and like they kind of came around the same time so like I was wondering like if like the Art Deco was inspired by that it could have been also a, they could have also been inspired by that by the eighty nine movie as well so it was like it could have it could have been either or but I was I was like I was wondering if, like they took direct inspiration for either like the the, the eighty nine movie or from the animated series for, for the Art Deco design even though. Batman, the animated series, was a little bit more darker for obvious reasons. Here, it's a little bit more colorful, a lot more like neon lights and stuff like that. So I was mm -hmm. I, that was the thing I was wondering. Um, I never made that connection. 
I, I think I think they say something to the extent of like I put I think Luna says something to the extent because like they have um they have they call the other scouts and she says like I put trust in Serena I, I trust that she can do that she can do the right thing and I'm like it's the, like you're putting all that trust in Serena you know that just all the trust <laughs> in the world oh so, uh, speaking of that ish so speaking of, so, so speaking of which they they so like they find out Lenani uh, they find out Peggy is actually the carrier of the of a crystal and. What ends up happening is like Serena's like in the back somewhere, and she has a communicator, and it's like they the weirdest edit, this weird edit of them trying to get all, all of them all together. Where it's like they call like Serena calls all of them, calls calls like the call calls Amy, calls Ray, calls Lita, and it's like they just instantly transform. Like cool edit. Bro. Yeah, they were already transformed. That was weird. I remember that. Is this the one where where she drops the the uh, moon rod too? Yes, this is that. That's why. That's why. That's that's why I wrote down. That's why I wrote down the. That's that, that's why I wrote down. It wasn't because it wasn't because she put trust. She she says you gotta be more careful with this. But she's not like scolding her. She's like, can you be a little more careful with this? And I'm like, you're putting a lot of trust in in Serena on this one. But then again, too, it's like it goes back to the conversation we had before, where mm-hmm. it's just like maybe she maybe she kind of realized, like, kind of just shut this out. Like they never really told her the importance of this. Yeah, the, it wasn't really stressed. I mean, obviously she needs to defeat the villains, um, or to heal the the shadow warriors anyway. But like, it doesn't. It it just didn't seem very like it was stressed to her. And maybe at least on screen. Um, speaking, <laughs> speaking of needing literally Serena needing to be the one to save the day. There was one point where um. So the, the 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 monster of the day comes out. Tuxedo Mask shows up. He chases after Zoisite, and um, Sailor Moon looks at the other scouts and she's like, "You guys handle this. I'm gonna go get Zoe." And I'm like, "Girl, they literally need you there. Like, you're the only person that can heal the the, the monster of the day. You're the only. Why are you running off? Like, I understand you need to go get the crystal or whatever, and you need to like you you need to take care of that. But you literally are." 100% necessary to save this situation. So why are you running off, you idiot? <laughs> like, um, I wrote down here. So mad. Okay, so I wrote down here because I, I you're, you helped me jog my memory on, on on something here, and it's like the fact is like when when Zoisite appears, uh, Peggy says, "Are you one of those art thieves?" And I'm like, "Art thief? Is that like a plot that we didn't get?" Funnily uh, enough, they they bring that back in the live action series because Tuxedo Mask is a thief. Yeah. So that makes sense. That, that makes sense in that context, but it's like they, and I, I think it, in the manga he has too, actually. Now, yeah, he has. He has in the manga. Yeah, that, that is definitely true. Like we had this discussion before, where it's like in the manga he's he's he is like more like the he's a man of a thousand faces. That that, that trope yeah. of like uh, of like you know of, of a thief like Larson Lupin and like the uh, the man of a thousand mm-hmm. faces who just, he has who it takes on so many disguises that you just they keep everyone can't keep track of who he is. But um, but yeah. But yeah, when Zoisite appears, she says, "Yeah, she says like, are you one of those art thieves that keep on hearing? Like, where did this plot come from? <laughs> <laughs> from nowhere." And then also from, too, from the deep um, dub. Uh, as time goes on, I'm wondering like, what the rhyme or reason of what some of these monsters like, what they're trying to inspire? Because I saw like she was like this really her monster design was like this really angelic design. And I was like, what is going on? And then it made sense like, oh, she's using her wings. She's using like the the feathers like that come out of her as like as as um, quills. Yeah, quills to draw stuff. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, so it's like okay, so it just takes me a few minutes here. It's like that's why I'm wondering like, what was up with the what was up with the priest? Was he like a former boxer then? I, that, that, I wish that they would have gone a little bit more into his backstory. Yeah, 
Now, now I, I'm wondering. It's like, now that I'm wondering all this. Now I'm saying this out loud. Like, what, what's like a, a formal boxer? That's why he. That that's why he was. That's why they kind of chose. Or maybe he used. Maybe he. Maybe he took care of of of, of birds. <laughs> but um, I I liked one of the things I really liked about this episode is um there. Well, we don't get to see the sailor scouts besides sailor moon we don't get to see them defeat the enemies of the day very often mm-hmm. it, it all actually almost never happens at all it, the some of the movies do and some of the earlier episodes i like do occasionally um but for the most part sailor moon's the one finishing it off because they've got to get those toy sales for her whatever rod she's got for that season mm-hmm. um but i digress but this one was interesting because while she's off um chasing after tuxedo mask and we'll talk about the, the discussion that they had. We mentioned a little bit briefly earlier. But um, while that's all happening, the other scouts are still fighting the monster. And they oh. actually very badly damage the monster. Like, one of its entire wings is, like, shattered and all the oh, feathers get off of it. And she's, like, holding her arm like it's broken. So, like, they the Sailor Scouts actually get to do something in this episode. So I guess that's the one benefit of Sailor Moon running off on her own, despite being the most necessary person is that the other scouts got to do something. Um, and then, of course, that scene also is where we find out that Tuxedo Mask isn't necessarily Sailor Moon's friend, um, which is something that has been... We, we haven't really talked about it a lot on here, but it's something that in the community at the time um, when this was airing was a big question mark. Obviously, we've got you know 25 plus years of hindsight to know how it ends up. But at the time... It was very confusing if Tuxedo Mask was Sailor Moon's ally or not. And we find out here that he's really not. They That he will prioritize fighting the Negaverse over fighting her, but he's not above fighting her to get the crystals because he needs them to find the princess, basically. Um, so it's it sets up... A, this is the, the beginning of a really interesting dynamic for the next, you know, for this entire story arc that we're in of really just, like tuxedo mask being kind of like a, a wild card like a, a third party wild card every time he shows up which makes it a little bit more exciting than him just throwing a rose and saving sailor moon every time um i was gonna say um when it, com- when it comes to, like one last thing one, 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 one last note that i have here is i like that like but it gets explained later as what, what's going on but i love the fact it's like here are the sailor scouts they're, they're having they had to the, they had to fight the monster yet here sailor moon and tuxedo mask are having like a romantic moment together and like the other sales scouts are just getting their asses kicked. <laughs> I wouldn't call it romantic, but but uh, she does she does say like she has an inner monologue where she's like he's so cold, just like Darian. It's like oh my god, can we just hit the nail on the head any harder right now? <laughs> like it's already painfully obvious to everybody watching. You don't have to like hammer it home that hard. Yeah, but that's all my nuts I got in this episode. Um, you know, I, I thought my thought on the episode is like, you know, it was fine. It's a, it's an episode that progresses things. I think it could have been. I think it could have been a little bit more interesting. But I think like when it like I think the problem is it's like it, it's like a slow escalation when it comes to stuff involving when it's involving Serena as opposed to Amy or Lita, where it's almost instantaneous, like all of this stuff, and then you kind of get you kind of feel good about it. When it comes to stuff involving Serena, because she's the main focus. It kind of feels. It kind of feels at times. It feels kind of feels like like it feels too slow for its own good, and I felt like because of that, like you know, while it had some great moments, I really felt like you know the, it was this very very slow escalation to what's been going on. So I'm I, right now I'm more like just pull the trigger and kiss already. <laughs> uh, well, it's not going to be for a while, unfortunately. I know. I know. I know. 
But um, any, any other thoughts on this episode, Comrade Furry? I did. I, I, this is. I, I want to preface this with this is one of my favorite arcs in the entirety of Sailor Moon. I really, really love the uh, the Rainbow Crystals arc just because of the chaotic nature of it. Because I really, I like it when there's uh, some of my favorite storylines are when there's like good guys, bad guys, and people that are in the middle. Like um, Common Rider Fies is much mm-hmm. like, like Oh, have, yeah. Oh, definitely. The Common Rider team, you have the Orphanox, and then you have the Orphanox that don't like Orphanox or Common Riders, and so they're in the middle. Um, mm. And people that haven't seen that show, that's very confusing. But basically, like, I like it when there's a third party, like Tuxedo Mask in this instance, where they're friendly with the good guys but they're not on the same team by any means and i just i think that makes for a really interesting dynamic and so that this was always held a special place in my heart and while this specific what while the the a plot of this episode with um with peggy and her paintings and all that kind of stuff wasn't the most interesting plot what happened in in the on the sidelines and in the subtext with setting up this this new kind of understanding that because because before this episode, it seemed like it, it didn't seem like a way we were talking because we had the foresight of seeing this episode. But before this episode, it seemed kind of like Sailor Moon and Friends had two crystals and the Negaverse had one. And now we find out that, no, it was actually Tuxedo Mask had one, Sailor Moon had one, and the Negaverse had one. And that they're they're not pooling their resources between Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. So now it makes the stakes a lot higher and every time there's a crystal, there's that, you know, that that adrenaline rush to who whoever's going to get there first to grab it. And then it eventually culminates in one of the best episodes of the entire franchise, in my opinion. Um, and probably my favorite thing that ever happens in the dub <laughs> by a long shot. Somebody actually posted a clip of it and I forgot how much I absolutely love that part. Um, but anyway, uh, the, so this is this is my favorite story arc. This is one of the weaker episodes as far as the A plot, but everything else in it is just fantastic. And it really solidifies the core feeling of this story arc. And that is who is your friend and who is your enemy? And and that's what they're they're going to be on this journey to find out over the next few episodes. Um, really not looking forward to a specific one in the next match that you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the worst um, part is like that particular episode is the very first one as we come back. I know I'm not ready for it, but uh, I am. Uh, I know you love it. I just, I just, oh, it, I know it, you, you hate out. it, but oh my god, I, I have so much love for this episode. This, these next couple episodes, yeah, yeah I, the entire story arc though is is fantastic, and um, we're getting very close to the best Sailor Senshi being introduced as well, which I'm also oh, yeah. super excited about. Hell yeah, I love, I, I love you, so, I, I love you some Mina. I can't wait for that to I can't wait for that to happen as well. But we have to close it off here. Is there any final thoughts on anything on any of these episodes? Any other thing I we may have missed? Anything else you want to bring up before we close things for the episode? Um I, I think that I have said my piece. <laughs> All right then. Thank thank you so much for listening. So why don't we get on to our like why don't we go to like shill our stuff? So Comrade Ferry, what do you got to promote? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, where I have a bunch of inane ramblings about really whatever pops into my head, um, like accusing you know, me of not, uh, uh, like accusing <laughs> me of, of being, uh, accusing me of ignoring you when I when I clearly haven't. Debatable. <laughs> um, no, right now I'm watching through Titans in my free time. Um, 
you may question my mental sanity of that being what I choose to do with my free time, but whatever. Um, it's it's a pretty interesting show. So that I'm doing a lot of live tweeting of that and um, just whatever other media. I recently watched Peter and Wendy, the new Peter Pan live action movie, and that was pretty okay. Um, but if, if you follow me on Twitter, it's going to be a lot of either roasting whatever dumb conservative person I found online or just talking about attractive men or, or dolls or dolls. Yeah. There's a lot of dolls in there too. Um, speaking of dolls, it, I have two Instagrams that I'm currently running. Um, Common Rider Furry Instagram is now officially back up and going. I actually just did a custom paint job on a figure. Um, when I got it, I, I ordered it online instead of seeing it in the store, which was of course my first mistake. But when I got it in, the colors were very flat and it was supposed to be armor. So I went to the store and I bought some metallic paint and I painted all the armor pieces. The, Wait, that the was metallic? Armor. Yeah. Oh my god. That looks incredible then. I, I thought like, oh, you, you, I thought you just lightened up. Now that you tell me it's because, oh my god, now I feel horrible now. Yeah, I, I, so it was, all the colors were flat, like the, the silver pieces were just gray painted instead of being. Yeah, like, that sounds like the, the, uh, the toy we're talking about, it's a, it's a He-Man he for, for the new CGI show. And yeah, like you're, you're, you're absolutely correct. Like those, like if there's one thing I will give a huge negative about, cause I'm a huge He-Man fan. Those figures, they don't look that, that appealing color wise. Like they kind of like just got whatever color they got and just put it out they there instead all, of. It just didn't make sense because they were all flat colors and it was supposed to be armor. So yeah, it really bothered me. So I I went and I got silver and, and red metallic paints and I made all the armor pieces shiny like they're supposed to and the sword because the sword was also painted in this like flat. Yeah, it's, it, it's 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 the thing. It's not it's not just it's not just um it's not just this line. It's all it's all that's what they do with all the lines. With all with anything with the words He-Man, they, they're like they've, they've they've been kind of skipping out a lot of the, like details. So it's like, mm. well, I've so got like, the props to you. Fix it up. <laughs> so like, props to you for actually putting in more effort than for putting in more effort than me. Well, I, it was because it was pretty cheap. It was only ten dollars. The the figure was, which is relatively cheap for action figures in the current market. Um, yes, it is. So I, I was like, if I if I screw it up, I'm not ruining something expensive or something I can't replace easily you know, and, and cheaply and it ended up really good. So I, I'm going to be I'm... posting some more toy stuff on that one. My other Instagram is the doll furry. Um, and that's where all my doll related content is. I do a lot of uh, fixes for busted dolls that have like paint in the hair or really messed up hair or, you know, have scuffs and stuff on them. And I fix them up. Some of them I keep for my own collection. Like recently, one of my recent posts was some childhood um, dolls from when I was very, very young, like three and four years old. Huh. Um, and my friend brought them from my family home and I fixed those up. Um, but a lot of them I just fixed up to donate. There's a couple of different places that I donate them to to make sure that um, underprivileged kids can have cute dolls to play with and not crusty, nasty ones that usually end up at thrift stores and places like that. Um, and I also post photo shoots. I've started doing a lot of photo shoots. Um, right now I'm doing a Skultimate Secrets line. I've done three of the five and you can find those photo shoots on there. Um, funny things like, um, Laguna being in charge of all the pets when they're swimming and one of them starts drowning and she's too busy posing for the camera to notice he's drowning. <laughs> Just stuff like that, that happened. Um, Yeah. So I, th those are my two Instagrams and, you know, I'm also on the Cosmocast, which is our St. Seiya podcast that Ramses can tell you a little bit more about. So, yeah, I host another podcast called the St. Seiya Cosmocast. 
If you haven't, if you haven't heard, there's going to be a live action movie coming very soon, about two weeks here in the United States. It's already out in a lot of markets, like in like in Mexico and most of South and, and all of South America and Japan. So you're going to be hearing a lot of news going like uh, ramping up towards the towards our next towards our next episode, which is not a episode about the movie. Unfortunately, it's actually going to be an episode where we're going to take a little break. Was like we were t- we were doing episode discussions, but we are going to get so we can give ourselves a little bit of time for us for us who live here in the United States who haven't seen the movie yet to record to actually get to see the movie and actually like talk about it. I figured we'd just take a little break. A little breaky, a little breaky poo, and then I, I, I we're gonna invite. I'm, I invited my friend Marla Cinco. She is a really awesome, really funny, really cool um VTuber that 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 kept on whenever I pop on their chat. They kept on asking me if they wanted to be on. They wanted to be on the show, and I was like, "Look, we have a new host named Jackie. Like, full of energy. Go get her. Can't can't stress enough how much how much how much she is amazing on the show. But like, you know, she also likes Cynthia's show." Bankhouse likes Saint show. She likes Saint um um probably single likes Saint show. I figured we what, let's have a Saint show episode. We're gonna so next episode is gonna be a Saint show episode. The following episode is our big epic, our big epic review of the Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac movie. And yeah, I mean I, I cannot wait. I'm really excited for these ne- for next month. It's gonna be so I'm, I'm gonna, I, it's gonna be so rad to be talking about. You know, it's it's gonna be rad to be just getting outside of our own little comfort zone and just be doing discussions. And you know, after after everything I went through, like these last couple of months for for like you know for the podcast for the Saint Seiya podcast, it's it's gonna be kind of good just to have like a I want to say a break, but just something where it's like I can put my brain on neutral and just and just go with it instead of having to do like you know research and stuff like that. So it's gonna be it's good. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. You can find it at you can find that podcast at um, sccoswellcast.com. Again, you can find it at sccoswellcast.com. Or wherever you listen to podcasts, I know a lot of people listen to this podcast. So I highly, highly—I I mean, I'm on my knees here, guys. Just please listen to that show. I really would love you. I would really love you, Ken. Because, like, like literally, this is like a side project. This is like something I do on the side, you know. And like, it's, it's like a lower for thing that me and Kyle Ryder for we we can just riff on and just have fun with it. But like, like my bread and butter, my baby, my the, the baby I carry with me. That that like you know my my little Grogu that that's on my side is. Is the Saints at Cosmic Cast. I have another side project I do is called the Saturday Morning Squadron. Um, Raw is kind of in a weird position right now where it's like where we don't know what, what's going to happen. So if you can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, that's when you that's please subscribe. Please leave us like a listen. You know, please leave us like whatever like five star review and leave a like you know leave whatever rating you can. But it's going to be on a really weird sporadic schedule because we don't know when thing when his schedule's gonna be free to do things so like it could be a random thing it could be like like literally we could be recording an episode next week and it could we totally don't know what the next next episode is gonna be literally we weren't even sure if we were gonna even do the last episode which was gonna which is an episode with our friend gabby which we discussed the super mario movie we didn't even know we were gonna be doing an episode to like a couple of days before we were, we were that's how that's how uh that's how close. That's how like um how bad our schedule his schedule's been, and like how much like we don't really have really a, a plan going forward with it because because of him. But if you have time, look for the Saturday Morning Squadron wherever you listen to podcasts. I highly recommend it. It's, it's something I put. It's something. Yeah, I don't put as much effort as say this podcast or uh, or the or his Cosmocast. I think Cosmocast I put the most effort. Well, this might put some effort, but not the, not everything. 
like that's the one. I was like, that's the one where I was like, I'm put, that's the that's the one where I could put my brain on neutral and just go do whatever. But I do. I still want. I still want people to check it out. Matter of fact, Carmen Ferry, he's been in a few episodes, and he, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to see where we can fit you on another episode. You know, we might talk about this when we're off stream, but we'll, uh, we'll that's another discussion for another time. Um, you can find me at all the usual places. Um, you can find me on Twitter, which is l underscore Ramses. I don't know what the fuck I'm. I, you, okay, I think my most recent rant recently was like I started playing Monster Hunter again, and I'm just like. I am now a lance main now. I don't know why. And I real and then because like someone said, you just try to you just try to lance. They done some crazy things with lance. I'm like, okay, I'm like, wow, that is insane. Thanks for telling me about this build. I am gonna probably use this and be and be and be one of those be one of those guys playing the game. <laughs> so you can see that I also post I also post things on my Instagram, which is l dot ramses dot three. I don't really post as much, but I should be posting more because like. Usually I just post like whatever new thing, whatever new toys I got, or whatever new thing I get sent. So um, if you if you if you see it's so like if you would like if you like seeing shiny new things, more than check out my check out my Instagram. And um, yeah, I mean that's about it, really. You know, I I I. So yeah, I mean that. I mean, is there anything else that you want to bring up before we head out? I think we I think we covered our bases. <laughs> All righty then. So. Alrighty then, I think we should close things out for this episode. For Car Rider Frey, for me, Ramses, uh, well, to say, well, I'd like to say, that, hey, th- thanks for listening. And remember, Sailor Moon says. <laughs> school, what a nuisance. My friend Serena thinks school's a drag, but learning can be fun, and having a good education is a great way to give yourself the best start for the rest of your life. I'm going to work on Serena's study habits. How about working on yours, too? Like doing homework before, watching TV, or reading comic books. And if you want to be alert and ready to learn, get a good night's sleep and eat the right foods. Food? Did you say food? Give school a chance. Give your future a chance.